Empire. As the sports world reopens to all, the engagement will ramp up as well. For a really long time, the, the, the technical limitations of, of being able to create those highly personalized and highly integrated experiences were really the, the big barrier to our being able to realize that next generation experience. And, and now, you know, the, the technology is advancing to a point that we can do some really interesting things. That's Jeff Reese, GM at Yahoo Sports, who continues to build one of the largest menu of fan engagement options on the internet. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. A lot has changed since sports shut down. Gambling operators are moving at a rapid pace to build their own media arms. Massive rights deals followed with the new influx of cash. Yahoo was an early adopter in fantasy sports. And for Jeff Reese, this new ecosystem of crowded players has only emboldened their business plan. Our guest this week is Jeff Reese, who's a repeat guest here at Future Sport. He's the GM of Yahoo Sports, who focuses on developing the next generation of digital sports and gaming experiences for fans all across all platforms. And now that we're in a postseason where fans are showing up again to a degree in stadiums and we're starting to feel like things are getting normal and obviously everything has changed in the fantasy and gaming ecosystem, we felt it was the right time to catch up with you. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm really well. I appreciate the chance to catch up again. So, all right, we're we're kind of out of pan, out of a pandemic. Um, can you kind of talk about engagement in general over the last year or so, and maybe some trends you're seeing now as life is kind of turning back to normal? Obviously, there there are a couple big prevailing themes that are that are that are driving the trajectory of of, of sports as we know them over the course of, of the last year, and 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 the the pandemic was obviously the big story. I think story, you know, story one B has been the the rapid legalization of sports betting across the United States and the impact that that's that that's having ways that not only fans look at sports, but I think, you know, sports betting had a profound impact on the incredible rights escalation that the National Football League was able to capture um, from from their partner networks this past year. Um, I think it contributed to the the, 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 the new deals the National Hockey League were, were able to take out of ESPN and Turner. And it'll likely have a positive impact on, on what the NBA will, will, will do with their rights renewals. So, you know, we you know, the pandemic not to not to not to, to underplay the pandemic this is obviously been something that's had a profound change on, on all of society. But, you know, ultimately, um, we are headed back to a, to, a, to a more normal way of consuming sports. We're starting to see um, restrictions lifted in buildings all over the country. And, and I think it's fair to say that by the time football kicks off in September, um, what with, a, with, an 18th, with, a, with a 17th game um, and, uh, and an 18th week of, of the season, um, we're going to see an enormously powerful second half of the year. So um, I'm curious your perspective on this because you all have provided and, and been a, a leader in the industry in fantasy sports for years and years and years. So you have been one of the original second screen experiences, if you will. Um, as you think about what the first screen looks like with content distribution and all of these things that you're talking about, um, do you suspect that the games will be presented differently in the near term? 
you know, that's a, it's a phenomenal question. And, and I think one of the most interesting things about where we are right now as an industry is that for, you know, for a really long time, the, the, the technical limitations of, of being able to create those highly personalized and highly integrated experiences um, were, were really the, 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 the big barrier to our being able to realize that next generation of experience. And, and now, you know, the, the technology is advancing to a point that we can do some really interesting things. The more difficult thing to navigate are going to be the way that the rights have been granted to different folks. Um, you know, they, they, you know, so in other words, you know, we're at a point right now, um, whether it be through a set top box or through an integrated experience on a, on an interactive device, like a, a smart TV or, or, or a phone or a tablet, you know, we could create some really cool integrated gaming experiences, whether they were free to play or, or, or pay to play experiences, but there's not a lot of clarity in terms of how the underlying rights are going to work and what the rights holders are going to feel comfortable providing. So for the for the near term future, um, I think it's going to continue to be driven off the second screens, um, and you know everybody's going to work to to reduce those latencies and have those experiences be more real time. But you know we've got to get through some very com- you know complex legal um, you know some legal ground here be, be, before we realize what I think the technology could allow right now. Okay, so let's talk about Yahoo uh, specifically now. Um, you've got what's called a 360 gaming strategy that is aligning mm-hmm. obviously your specialty of the past daily fantasy sports and and what is happening in the sports betting landscape with the Yahoo Sportsbook. Can you can you kind of talk about that integration and where things are heading for Yahoo? I think we have a we have a unique place in the marketplace right now, which is to say that you know no matter what level of commitment or what level what what kind of, of, of interaction a fan wants to have around sports and, and predictive gaming, we actually have a, a an industry leading and, 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 and fantastic experience um, in store for them. Um, you know, as you alluded to, we, we have we have been the fans' choice and, and, and the most highly regarded season long free to play fantasy football products, fantasy season long fantasy products um, for some time. Um, and that's always been complemented with a with a with a wide array of, of, of other free to play games, whether they be pick'em games or survivor contests or, or college basketball brackets or whatnot. And then and then layered on top of that is is a is a daily fantasy product that um, is is basically getting you know relaunched this spring around the NBA playoffs um, with a particular point of emphasis on on on, on single match games. And, and working really hard to serve, um, you know, the, the, the general sports fan. These, these products are not optimized for the, for the, for the super veteran player or for the sharks. They're, they're, they're optimized for the folks who just have fun playing. And then, of course, we have our partnership with, with BetMGM and the Yahoo Sportsbook that allows the folks who are, you know, the most serious and, 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 and diehard um, sports betters to to enjoy increasingly integrated experiences in legal states between between Yahoo and MGM. So you know by 360, what we simply mean is to say there are lots of folks out there who have you know really good free to play stacks. There's certainly lots of folks out there who have really good paid money gaming, but nobody really has the combination of free and and paid money gaming that we that we can offer. And now our job is to see what we can do about you know connecting those experiences a little bit more. Um, and providing fans with with an even you know even more fun. So I, I get the sense, and I've talked to a lot of people. I'm really curious with with your position on this because you guys have provided free to play for a very long time and very successfully. 
And now there is the pay to play option that is there, not in every jurisdiction, but it is there. Um, Mm -hmm. As you kind of try to um, balance offerings, real money play offerings, have you gotten a sense yet of what your customers want and, and what you want to provide to them? What, what we want to provide customers is the experience that they're most comfortable with and they're most interested in. Um, and that's why we have the, the, the range of products that, that we have. Um, you know, and, and, and we have a lot of learning still to do, particularly in the sports betting side. You know, and people talk about, you know, the sports better, like it's, a, like it's a singular monolithic mindset among fans, right? It's a little bit like saying, you know, I, I want to sell somebody a car. And, and if I were to tell you, I wanted to sell you a car, right? Just, just some people's point of view that, well, that means a, you know, a, a, a 93 Corolla, because that's all, you know, I can really afford or all I really need. And other people, that means a Ferrari, right? They're both car bars. So there's not a singular mindset of sports betters. And we're, we're still working to figure out, you know, where we can best serve a segment of, of the market. I suspect that the, that the sports better that is going to be most comfortable at Yahoo Sports is the fan who's probably, you know, betting 50 to 100 bucks a week they do it to to make that thursday night basketball game more fun or the sunday night football game more fun or the or the live nfl game they're watching on yahoo sports more fun they're not doing it because they're thinking about quitting their day job so you know what we really need to do here is is really understand what what subset of the market we can best serve and 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 how we super serve them against what the competitors are going to offer them i don't know if this is a a in an easy comparison for you, but I would assume there's a range of fantasy players too, right? That you've learned about through the years. I, at my age, me and my college friends have had the same fantasy league that we've played season long for however many years we've done that. And then there's others that are playing it literally every day. And I haven't been one of those people that's fallen into that category yet. Like, is that similar to what you've seen, what you think may happen with sports betting um, it, with the spectrum that you saw with daily fantasy. Yeah, I think, I think absolutely. And I think that was one of the things that was really interesting about daily fantasy when it broke through, um, you know, six, seven years ago was that it was one of the first things that meaningfully allowed us to start to, to, to really segment the level of interest that you saw within that community of folks who played fantasy sports. And there are other ways for, the, for us to do that. We, with fantasy baseball this year, for example, we we uh, released a fantasy plus product that allows folks to get a little bit more of an edge against their competitors and 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 a little bit more intelligence around how to optimize their lineup and prepare for a draft. So I think there are a couple different ways that 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 we can absolutely you know create a a, a better fitting experience for folks whether they're on the free to play or paid money gaming side of of, of the house. Tell me about competition in the marketplace um, a little bit and how you you view it. Um, as we kind of started this conversation, you know, it's established what Yahoo Sports is in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are you're working with, as you mentioned, BetMGM, one of the, the major sportsbook operators in this country. Um, they are also starting their own media arms. They are getting their own relationships with traditional broadcast outlets. Can you kind of give me a sense of where the marketplace is going as everyone tries to maintain their share of eyeballs? We're clearly seeing um, a ton of interest across across a number of betting operators right now in terms of getting greater degrees of competence and expertise in the media side, and 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 and, and that's driven by relatively you know obvious economics. Um, 
any sports fan knows that that you know if you're if you're turning a TV set on to watch a game, you're just getting pounded right with sports betting ads in in almost every commercial pod, and those are enormously inefficient means of attracting customers. <laughs> And, and as good a quarter, for example, as DraftKings reported recently on the street um, for, for their Q1, their stock still got a major hit just because of the amount of money that they're spending acquiring a customer. So I think the prevailing hypothesis across the industry is that if you can provide a great media experience, you're going to provide a more natural means of moving somebody from, from a, from a, and, and create a free, a, a quote unquote free level or, 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 or at least economically viable means of acquiring that customer. The problem with that is is that the, the books aren't necessarily the place where sports fans are starting or ending their, their typical journey to, to follow their favorite teams or connect with their fantasy teams or check out the headlines and the latest injury, right? And that's going to be a behavior that's going to take a long time to try to influence. The, the huge advantage that we have here is on, a, on, a, on an NFL Sunday, you know, we have 12, 14 million people coming to Yahoo Sports to check scores, to look at fantasy, to watch NFL live. Mm. And I think it is infinitely easier and easy. It isn't easy, right? But it's significantly more logical to find, you know, ways of, 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 of converting folks into different forms of gaming, whether it be free to play gaming within those 12, 13, 14 million existing journeys than it is to try to teach somebody to go to a, to a, to a, to a sports better to, to get the most basic score out there. And so, I, you know, our, our, our end point is relatively simple. We want to be the biggest and most successful digital sports media entity out there in, in the gaming space. And we believe that the combination of the traffic, the, the, the brand trust we've created, and the suite of games that we have to offer puts us in a, in a, in a really strong position to realize that. So it goes back to the original point. The free-to-play stuff isn't really going anywhere, right? I mean, like, there's no way to move that out because it is almost the lifeblood of what you've done, and it's, it's worked. And even if we are allowed to bet legally now, it doesn't mean that there isn't room for this. It, it, it absolutely it, – it, it, there's absolutely room – in, in, in the ecosystem for the, for, for the very reason you just described, right? You're, you're in a fantasy league with folks you've known. Now, you were very careful to say how long it's been since you had this league <laughs> going in college, and I, I'm going to respect that. But the point being is that, is that listen, I think the biggest misnomer that, that people make about fantasy sports is thinking that, that it's primarily about sports. And, and sports are a really important backdrop for sure to fantasy, right? But, but at the end of the day, Fantasy sports are a very powerful social mini social network. It's a it's a way for you to keep you know have a common experience with people, whether they be family members, folks you were in the service with, whatever former 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 classmates or or, or former professional colleagues. And that's not going anywhere at all. And now it's to say, okay, if you've got ten folks in those, in that league, and if four of them live in legal states, and one of them is interested in paid money gaming. How do we translate that in, that intense interest they have in terms of setting their lineup on a Sunday um, into possibly also making a bet? Uh, you've you've just pointed out that I have finally reached an age where I don't like to say my age. <laughs> finally, <laughs> I finally now know what that feels like. It, it, this is this is I'm, a, I'm, it's actually I'm a new sorry. phenomenon. 
I'm sorry to be putting you on the hot seat. Oh, no, way. no, please. Um, all right, last thing um, uh, for you, you here. Uh, I, I like to end a lot of these, especially with people in your position. Um, here we are and where we are now, and obviously it still feels very Wild West, and you did point out some things that are happening that maybe some of the gambling operators are kind of finding their way with customer acquisition, and so all of that's going to change as things kind of move along here. Three to five years, like, what do you see for fantasy sports, for Yahoo, for traditional broadcasting? What's the big picture in your mind? I mean, I think the, the big picture is what we spoke about before, which is that the, the legal side um, and the right side of this starts to get sorted out, and we see, more, um, we see more integrated experiences. We see sports betting being legal across the majority of the country. Um, it becomes a, a, a far more normalized experience than it is right now. Um, that we're, we're capable of offering some, you know, I think one of the things that has been slow to develop and mentioned here in the U.S. is the same proportional interest in, in betting on, on games that are in progress as we've seen in more established markets in Western Europe and the United Kingdom. So I see, you know, I think we will see a huge upswing in the amount of, of the percentage of handle that goes into real time. And I think those integrated experiences um, will, will be one of the things that drives that. I mean, you know, I, I, you talk about getting old and, and, and I'm older than, than I ever imagined being in, in doing this kind of stuff. But, but the thing that keeps you from getting old and stupid is the realization that, you know, this is genuinely the most exciting moment in sports that I've ever been exposed to. And, and I've been fortunate to, you know, be one of the people who bought sports to the internet in the early 1990s. Yet the possibilities of what's happening with a, with a, with a technological evolution, with what we can do in gaming, with the amount of experiences we can put forth to fans just means that, that you know, there are an array of, of experiences that we, we we're just scratching the surface on. Um, and, and the next three to five years are, are, are just going to be incredibly exciting in the category. Last thing, I'm, I'm sorry, I, w- I want to go back on one thing, just that you just, what you just mentioned about the technology here. Um, you, you've been in the fantasy sports world, so things are changing real time. Your technology had needed to be there all along to, um, to showcase that to your customers in game betting is a whole different, um, animal. Um, how do you view that right now in terms of just technology being prepared to handle it? Well, again, it, 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 it's going to be something that is going to evolve, you know, over, over time as people get more comfortable as, as the, as the books are able to, to base, you know, gin up a larger volume of more relevant bets around what happens. I think one of the most interesting things here is that, you know, sports that in the past, you know, their Achilles heel was, was breaks in the action and, 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 and kind of, oh my gosh, this is moving so slow, become phenomenal platforms Not for anymore. game betting. I know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, golf, for example, is something that is, that is, that is, that is poised to just explode because the idea of, Wait a minute. There's like a minute and a half between this guy's shots. That's fantastic. I mean, you know, I can run, you know, an entire event like 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 the PGA Championship is going to begin and end in 96 hours. So my futures bets are going to are, are going to get settled in four days. I can bet by the shot, by the player. So you know, all these things that that used to be like, oh my gosh, it's 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 it's, it's a slow, you know, painful death watching this on on, on television. You know, becomes a, a, a potentially riveting experience, and the and the key thing here is it's not like you have to play for some crazy amount of money for it to be fun. 
you know, you could you could be putting down you know thirty dollar bets and 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 have a fantastic experience. Jeff Reese is the GM of Yahoo Sports. Thank you so much for joining us, Jeff. It was great catching up with you. It's a treat, and I uh, I hope we connect soon. On the next Future Sport podcast, life in the stadium will be different. We, we operate in in ten different countries. Um, including the, the United States with the, you know, with, with the, the, the different state laws and, and protocols. Ultimately, we've had to, to learn to ignore the noise and uh, just focus on those things that are, um, that are within um, ours and our clients' venue control. That's Adam Goodyear, CEO of Real Life Tech, on the innovation fans can expect when they re-enter the stadiums and arenas. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The Future Sport Podcast is brought to you by 3Advance, developers of sports tech apps that are AI-powered and UX-focused. So if you're looking to create some apps for your startup or your sports biz calls for some artificial or business intelligence, you should check out 3Advance. They're incredible. Go to 3Advance.com. That's the number 3Advance.com.